0: Welcome to Order in the Bedroom with me, Stephen Bailey. And me, Richard Taylor. This show is a true crime show, kind of. Basically, I'm a comedian that wants to retry every case. And my partner, Rich, is a real life lawyer. He's an employment lawyer. So not everything he says is accurate. And I'm going to say now, everything in this podcast is alleged. And therefore, we can't get sued. Already, we've covered the format of the podcast, because it's very
1: legal already. Rich, why don't you tell them what we're going to look at this week? Um, Yeah, so we're looking at um, an interesting sort of concept within the law, um, and that is um, super injunctions. And these have been quite prominent in the last sort of um, six or seven years, where um, sort of high-profile individuals have sought to keep their names out of the... Um, press and um, prevent stories being published about them and we're going to have a look at a couple of them and see how that sort of law works and what the sort of impact of that can be so i have a question already so you've got a
0: super injunction what's just an injunction or what's like a mediocre injunction or what's a not so super injunction or is it only super injunction
1: So there are, um, I won't go into lots of technicalities over there, various types of injunction, which essentially is going to the court to prevent something from happening. That's, you're injuncting someone, you are getting the court's permission to stop something happening. And super injunctions, these have been sort of coined uh, because they usually involve quite high profile individuals um, and they are sort of acted on, um, pretty immediately because it's often that a story is going to be published in the press so they want it sort of um, ex- expedited really quickly to get it stopped. That's that's the sort of nature of these types of what cases. Do
0: you know what these cases always make me think about is going the law once again you know there is a class issue within the law because only rich people can afford the best lawyers and super injunctions and you know dealing with all this like poor
1: people can't do it can they? It's very different I mean, that totally is what this can boil down to, is that it's um, ordinary, you and me maybe wouldn't have the knowledge or the money to be able to instruct um, quite high-profile, wealthy um, barristers to act on our behalf um, that know all of the ins and outs of these particular ways and means of doing things and that, yeah, they can... um, They sort of, it pays to have the contacts and the cash to be able to do these things. But just putting like celebrity
0: and that kind of thing to one side and super injunctions, crime, law, anything where you need legal fees, it's if you've not
1: got money, surely you're in the shit. Well, it's, it's certainly more difficult, let's put it that way. You have, um, so on a, on a separate note, away from super injunctions, you have these, you even have these like celebrity lawyers who will get you off, get celebrities off on drink driving charges. Um, they sort of, um, there's almost a, a, a sort of celebrity nature of the lawyer now.
0: But it's not just celebs, is it? It's like if you were a millionaire because, I don't know, you invented a really good candle or you're just someone like when I used to work on the checkouts, if if you don't have the money, you really can't fight for yourself. Like It's also like when people take people to court because they've been wronged, rich people can take people to court and sue people, whereas a poorer person would have to go, do you know what, Th- this isn't worth it because I don't know if I will win and it's a lot in legal fees.
1: Absolutely. That's that's inherently while the legal system is unfair in that regard. Like, I'm an employment lawyer and um, I, you know, that I will often, well, my main job used to be acting for, in private practice, adv- for businesses who would get, um, who would who would come to me for legal advice and I would be, my charge out rate for the, the firm that was I was at was something like, 500 pound an hour plus that you're not going to have joe blogs on the street going to be able to afford that and that's why in my spare time i would be doing sort of things for free for friends of friends because i know how pricey it can be um even getting a lawyer to even look at the facts of your case yeah because
0: even if to get someone to even just get like if i wanted to go is this worth taking to
1: court you know do i have a case here doesn't that cost me? So you you should have an initial initial chat um would be for free, but any substantial work um in terms of reading documents or giving you any sort of legal advice um on the particular facts of your case, they're gonna charge you for that. And it's however much your, your lawyers charging by the hour for that so yeah it can be pretty pretty daunting prospect for people to even consider and that's with and the cost of it it's the some arc the sort of archaic nature of the legal system it's scary as well like you see things have avat- seen sort of courts portrayed on TV and um the whole setup can be quite daunting for individuals
0: because you know when you do you make an interesting point there like when you say when you see things on TV the law on TV does seem fascinating. It seems interesting. And this is like, you know, if you're watching Alimut Beal, Legally Blonde, you know, I'm sure there's more serious law programs. But like you watch them and you go, oh, that looks fun. I'd love to do that one day. But it's it's not really like that. It's It's, not, it's really boring. And what I find interesting about the law and solicitors and lawyers is it's money, money, money all the time, which means for poorer people, it's very difficult to have a fair chance in the world. Like, even if you think when you come to buy a house, solicitors add a fee just to transfer money. So it's like, well, I transfer them the money, and then if for whatever reason your house falls
1: through and you have to transfer it back, that costs you. Yeah, I mean, look, I should point out as well that there are a lot of organisations who provide free legal services um, there is that option but their resources are are limited and their ability to take on cases is obviously constrained by the number of cases that they can't take on everyone's case in in that respect and often it's relying on um, their charitable organizations to to help people so um, yeah there is there is outlay um, there are resources um, to for people to go to Um, to get free legal advice, but, you know, it's it's limited.
0: Because even when, you know, when you see these cases on like a Netflix documentary or even something like, I don't know, Erin Brockovich, I don't know if this is a good example or even an accurate one, but it's like you see these, you know, they have a case, someone's really fighting for it, you know, General Joe, public fighting for it. And then once it's got a bit of press or a bit of traction, there seems to be a lawyer that jumps on and they do it and all of a sudden they're doing it for free. But actually they're getting like media attention and almost like fame out of it. So there's not such a thing is there such a thing as like a good
1: lawyer? I would like to think so. <laughs> I'd like to hope that um I'm I'm one of them, um hopefully. Are you like you know that Well, you say you are, but if
0: we got married and then we got divorced, you've got a load of legal training, which means you could, like,
1: fuck me over. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, The marriage or the divorce. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) divorce thing. But, um, you know, that's just your your lookout. That's just who you've got in a relationship with. Equally, um, I'm in a poorer position when you decide to make jokes of me when you're doing your set yeah i'm just preempting
0: the divorce case so that's why anyone who comes sees my show gets to know the shape and
1: size and you know texture of your willy anyway i think we're digressing away <laughs> from the the point we were going to be talking about in the in the chat today so let's talk about um super injunctions and look there are loads of these various different cases we could talk about or different people have had super injunctions from Jeremy Clarkson, Andrew Marr. Is this accurate that they've had super injunctions? Because I'm not going through this and beeping them. Yeah, no, they they have. They've taken out super injunctions. We still don't know what the cases were about, but we know that they did it. We know that they they definitely had super injunctions um, applied. Well, already I'm confused because if you've got a
0: super injunction, which is supposed to like protect you and cover you and cover your privacy, I guess, then. Don't you know there's something problematic with these people that the fact that they've got a super
1: injunction out? Yeah, but you don't know what the facts are of the particular case. And we don't know what the juicy details are. So there's something, but we don't know what it is. But it is legal
0: for you to sit here and say to our tens of listeners that those people have super injunctions. Yes. Yes. Great. Well, you're getting sued if not... Um, so we, we're using one as an example today to work through, right?
1: Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll have a look at uh, maybe a couple of them and see how, um, as a result um, of public opinion, um, some, some changes in the law can happen. And that'll be in the second case we talk about. But the first one we're going to start with um, is, I know that you like Big Brother, um, big fan of the show. Well, I did get my start on Big Brother's bit on
0: the side, if we're going to bring it up. So yes, I'm a big fan of Big Brother. Um, Growing up, I wanted to be Davina. I wanted to host a show like that, not too far off with celebs on the farm. Um, Still never met Davina, which really irks me. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the show. I know what you're going
1: to talk about now. Ah, good. Um, well, um, hopefully Davina listens, is going to listen to the podcast and she she may well invite you to that meetup. Either.
0: See, this is the difference already that I'm talking about, about rich and poor, lawyer and non-lawyer, is you have the ego to think that Davina is going to find this bloody podcast. I mean, this is a podcast that I am editing, I am putting out there. I don't even know if we're going to get it on the World Wide Web yet. I don't know how to do that. I'm, but you're you've got that,
1: confidence that it will just happen i've got every faith but anyway let's talk about the talk about this particular case and um you will recall that a particular contestant on big brother i can't remember which series it was you can tell me but imogen thomas was a contestant on big brother wasn't she she was i think she was on the year uh, do you know when ashleen did it Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure she was on that. Yeah. So what's that, like six, seven,
0: something like that? Around then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was around. Because f- it was like one, two, three were the amazing ones. And four was the one when it got a bit boring. And then five's when producers just went out and found,
1: like, who would shove a wine bottle up their nunny? Oh, that what's the name? Kinga. Mm. Kinga, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, so we've gone through that period. Imogen Thomas's, did she win? She win the show. Cara. No, bet. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> she was she was she was there though, and she was, I believe, she was Miss Wales a particular year. She won the Miss Wales competition, and that might have been why she got into Big Brother, possibly. Not sure. Maybe. Um anyway. She um she took part in Big Brother, and you know, she's Miss Wales. She's a she's an attractive um lady. And she's had a lot of she had a lot of press attention at the time. I think she did a lot of um, she had a lot of she did a lot of the magazine shoots and things like that. Exactly that. Exactly that. So she's well known. um, She's having a moment. Yeah, her fifteen minutes of fame. And um, it transpires that uh, Imogen Thomas starts an extramarital affair with a premier league footballer so
0: is it so what's so when you say it transpires you mean it came out in the press that she was shagging a footballer
1: yeah it's sort of there was they're all sniffing around and it became apparent that she was having an affair with a footballer so if we, so we get,
0: are we just not saying the name for the sake of this podcast or is is this all we know at this point of the story?
1: This is all we know at this point of the story.
0: So we, what I don't understand then is if you know she's having an affair with a Premier League footballer, how do you not know who it is? Uh, how do the papers not know um, who it is? Yeah, because couldn't they say, because even if they had an idea, couldn't they say Imogen Thomas is allegedly having an affair with X, and wouldn't that allegedly cover the paper? I mean, it
1: could do, but I think at that particular time they weren't categorically sure. And if I was, if I was a editor of a paper, I'd want some like good solid proof, not just rumor. I want some photographs. I'd want some a statement. Um, I'd want something pretty nuclear to stop any sort of um, action
0: or anything. So why are they allowed to publish just a... I, I kind of think I know the answer to this, but why then... Okay, I know the answer why, but why would they go ahead and publish saying she's having an affair with a Premier League footballer if they don't have
1: said evidence to name someone? I think it's just to get viewers to their paper, to get readership up. It's kind of a bit gossipy, a bit titillating. It's a bit... Um, you know, it's what sells papers. A bit gossipy, isn't it? So why have they named Imogen Thomas? Uh, because why the name? Why have they named her in the in the newspaper? Well, if they're saying ex Big Brother contestant Imogen Thomas is allegedly having an
0: affair with a Premier League footballer, why name? Obviously, that's not concrete, is it? At this point, you're saying. No. So why name her but not
1: name the footballer at this point? They've named her early on. Uh, maybe because she's a woman and maybe because she is not as well um, you're less likely to she's obviously caught she's to be fair I think at the time was courting a lot of publicity um, and is wanting to be in the papers so it might the argument that side would be well it's a bit rich for you to one day want to be on the front cover of particular magazines and then not be the subject of a story later on but you could argue that about the footballer, but he uh, he hadn't because she's only modeling, she's only modeling in these magazines, I suppose so. But you know, subject decision is taken at the time that we there's rumors about Imogen Thomas, and um, they don't really go much more further than that. It's just sort of gossipy. Um,
0: well, so far, I'm going to give you my opinion so far, it feels sexist and. Elitist, sexist, because obviously she's a woman. They've not been afraid to name her. And elitist, because it's like she's, quote, unquote, just an ex-Big Brother contestant. And also um, classist, because, you know, she's probably got a little bit of money from what she's been doing. But, you know, if you're going to go into a court battle,
1: yeah, a footballer could do it. I I don't think I disagree with you on most of those points the only bit where i think i would slightly say is that um she's courting attention a lot of attention and that um at that particular point in time um you can't sort of argue it one way and say you want the attention and then not have the rough with the smooth
0: well actually i disagree with that because for me if i could get a load of press and a load of attention i'd get a lot more
1: work but then i wouldn't want them revealing my affair to you well no probably not um but we'll see with the facts of this particular case maybe your maybe your view of her will change once we discuss the further ins and outs of what 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 happened in this particular case this is where you're a bad lawyer because you didn't even question the fact that i'm having an affair and i've just said it to your face well i I think that's maybe for time when we've stopped stop the podcast we'll have a chat about that later (laughs) That's what you think. I'll be busy having my affair. <laughs> anyway. So, um, back to the story with Imogen Thomas. So um she is um having a, this affair with she is having an affair with um a footballer and uh in the facts that are determined in in I think it was noted in her autobiography that this is what happened so it's it's very clear that this did happen she, she admits that it did happen so is, there's no dispute there
0: i don't even know she had an autobiography
1: i think she does yeah she she t- sold her memoirs i think at the time i don't know that don't i've not read it myself not not on my bookshelf but um yeah
0: you're doing a lot of thinking and maybes for someone that's supposed to lead with the facts here anyway.
1: officer anyway she um said to said footballer um I would like um, signed football shirts. I'd like some tickets to matches. Oh, and actually, I'd quite like £50,000 from you. Did she definitely say this? She definitely said this. And so isn't that blackmail then? Well, it's kind of... So um,
0: couldn't she get arrested?
1: Kind of extortion, really. Um, But... um he the footballer gave her these gifts and um and paid her the money and the sort of suspicion was that he thought that maybe the press was sniffing around and that these might um sort of placate her from selling her story um to the newspaper so then uh, that does happen and um they the story moves on and They are at a hotel where they are going to be going to be for the weekend, and um, she asks for further money, and I think it's uh, he's given a hundred. He gives her a hundred thousand pounds, but whilst this is happening, um, it's determined in the trial that happens next is that basically, in another word, he was kind of set up is that Imogen Thomas had been to briefing the press about this, um, about the relationship, and that um, she had got him to come to this particular hotel where they could be photographed um, together leaving the hotel um, or be in and around the hotel together. So she was kind of setting him up. Why would you go about doing that? Like because you're not she doesn't look good in this no she doesn't look good in this i think it is at the time that she she is kind of wanting the the kind of the fame from it all um if you imagine some years earlier it was um what was it with david beckham it was the 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 lady called rebecca lose wasn't it at the time she was quite she's telling stories about um her um Alleged affair with, um, with David Beckham and the notoriety coming out of that. So I think Imogen Thomas was wanting her uh, certainly her fifteen, if not thirty minutes of fame.
0: But then why don't like for me? I would always think further ahead. Do you know, like, like you know, even just on a normal level, you go, oh, I can't, I shouldn't take that job because in the future I want to do this job. So why wouldn't you think this money will run out, like a hundred grand? You could live off for a couple of years if you were sensible, but you can't live off it forever. So you're gonna get into a cul-de-sac, and people aren't gonna to want to work with you or be associated with you because you're
1: selling stories. So why why wouldn't they think like that? I mean, it's, I mean, who knows in the in the mind of um, someone at that point in time who you know has gone from being generally not well-known at all to being really well-known in a very short space of time and is maybe thinking to them that they're maybe not thinking long-term. They're just thinking, what can I get at this situation? What can I... How much money can I can I sort of make for myself in this very short period of time? Because it's not going to... It's maybe not going to last. I just think it's really... There was a long pause then.
0: Sorry, I was thinking. Um I just think it's really... um short-sighted and I think this is this is someone you're being intimate with and I feel like I don't know about you but even if I was just having a shag I have to have a connection with someone to have a shag and I don't think I'd have to I'd shag someone and then throw them under a bus unless we're having hate sex I mean
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's obviously for your conscience to Um, to think about in in that situation isn't it
0: so how do we get also I'd love to know how these people contact the press that's the one thing do you know when a press always says a source says does that source really exist does it
1: have to exist no I don't think it does no I think it's it's because you're not naming anyone there so um, I'd hope there would be some grain of truth in in that but yeah you're not attributing it to anyone so could well be made up and sources are protected, aren't they? Like, so you, no matter what
0: happens, they can never reveal you, right?
1: Well, that's kind of a relationship between the newspaper and their particular source, because it's kind of like you'd be kind of sort of killing the golden goose then if they're giving you all of these stories, and you wouldn't if you named them, then they're unlikely to carry on giving you stories.
0: No, but what I mean is, can a judge order you to reveal your source? Oh, I don't know that one um, off the top of my head. Um, this is why. When we're having our Netflix argument, Rich is not cannot just sit there and say he's right because he's a lawyer, because only an employment lawyer, and he doesn't even know the answer to that question, which I'm sure is very
1: easy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to say either way if I don't know the answer. I'm a, I'm a, That's what makes a good lawyer is if you say if you're honest and you don't know, you don't know. I think this is an impression of a good lawyer. So basically, at the end of the day, um, allegedly, um,
0: yeah, I'll get back to you on that. Um, I don't think that's important right now. Um, I don't think that's relevant right now. I don't think we should be talking about that. I don't think that's really. Fairly... I think that's a good impression.
1: Should we get back to the case? Well, I wish you would. <laughs> so so um, the footballer thinks, you know, something's dodgy here, and he um, gets wind that the sun are actually going to publish a story. So he thinks to himself, oh gosh, I don't want that being... I've got, I'm have got married with kids. Um, I don't want this um, broad sort of publicised in the newspaper that I'm having this affair with Imogen Thomas. I'll put a stop to that
0: happening. Well, I have an issue about that as well because this is rich people problem because it's like,
1: if you're thinking, oh, God, I've got a wife.
0: Oh, God, I've got kids. Oh, God, I don't want this coming out. Well, you shouldn't be doing it then, should you?
1: Well, no. Well, you'd hope that you, you sort of wouldn't be doing that. And if you um, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Is that what they teach on the first day of law school? That is essentially what they teach you, Law 101. That's how I've lived my, how I've lived my law career so far. So... So this person then goes, right, I need to put a stop to this. Yep, I'll assemble my team of lawyer and I will go to the High Court and say, High Court, I want an injunction from you stopping the Sun from publishing anything to do with um, uh, this particular situation of an alleged affair and that's all done that's not reported upon that's all done in private no one could no one hears the sort of testimony in that regard with regards to that and um the law lo- the judge has to make a decision um based on makes a decision as to whether it's appropriate to grant the injunction or not and ultimately decides that he will grant the injunction to the footballer to stop the story being published okay so, what grounds did he make that decision on? So, the judge um, made ultimately made the determination based upon it was a balancing act between um, the footballer's um, right to private and family life, and he also took into account, weighed very heavily, the um, the effect that the publicizing of this story would have on his innocent wife and children in that regard. So the, the requirement for private and family life versus Imogen Thomas and the son's right to freedom of expression to tell the story. So was Imogen Thomas working with the son or was it
0: just all separate?
1: Well, I think um, she was happy to to raise the, raise the story to the son and the son were, were going to publish it um, so essentially, yeah, it's the son with Imogen Thomas versus um, the footballer and his family. Now, I'm sure we know who this
0: footballer is, but is that just rumoured still? Like we don't have official confirmation of who it is?
1: No, we we had. So at the time, there was um, widespread rumours about who it might have been. And the footballer was being named um, on Twitter on social media, and it was kind of a farcical situation because um, in the press, they couldn't report upon who that person was because they'd been injunked from doing so. But it was all swirling around Twitter and um, social media um, about who this person was. And um, it all got a bit ridiculous when said footballer was saying, oh, I'm going to sue individual members on Twitter... Um, for allegedly naming him. That's where it all became a bit so farcical.
0: Are we not allowed, we're not naming him here
1: because of a super injunction? No, we're about to name him. Oh, I don't know if I want to. are about to name I him. I don't know because... if I want to. Because it was named in... It, this is where it all becomes um, slightly silly, is that um, it took... So all this was happening... Um, Can I just say, actually, I don't want to name him
0: because even though it's out there... I think we're discussing the law and we're discussing crimes and I want to keep somewhat... I want to keep my morals, basically. You know, everyone else might not have theirs, but I I don't
1: think it's right. You don't think it's right that he asked for the injunction and that we... um, I don't think it's right. If he got a super injunction granted, that we should say it. I mean, it's been widely publicised since then because of what happened in... Um, It was reported upon in Parliament and this is where it all sort of blows up is that this individual is threatening to sue people um, on Twitter for naming them but in Parliament, MPs in Parliament, basically they have a thing called parliamentary privilege which is essentially they can pretty much say what they want in Parliament and they can't get sued. So what happened was that this was all stirring up and blowing up outside, and it was... Um, Can I just interrupt really quickly
0: and just say that if, if they're saying it out loud in Parliament,
1: I very rarely agree with Parliament, so I'm not doing what they do. Oh, right, okay. Okay, fair enough. And it was um, a particular NP um, that um, decided, under the guise of parliamentary privilege... Um, to name this particular more rich white people with privilege, um, this particular um, footballer um, in in Parliament, and it was a Liberal Democrat NP, and I can't quite remember what his um, John Hemming. Was his name? What happened there with all that? Mm, ah, mm, can't quite remember. Rich was actually googling it as
0: we were talking about. <laughs> I
1: can't remember who it was. Um,
0: People gotta be loving listening to
1: that on the car journey, aren't they? Mm, ooh, ooh, mm. But oh, it's like being at home with Gene. <laughs> so, anyway, John Hemming names the footballer, and you don't want me to name him, but I can. No, I don't think. I think. Do you know what?
0: I don't agree that this person had an affair. Imogen Thomas has outed herself, you know, whereas I think this person got a super injunction and out of respect to the rest of his family, we're not saying it, which is what Parliament should have done. And, you know, I think we're better than them. Fair enough, if you don't want me
1: to name it. but I don't think
0: it's right. People know, but I don't think we know. And we're here to talk about super injunctions. And es- essentially, this whole thing is for us all to get free law degrees off you without spending nine grand a year. And I don't think we have to drag someone else down to educate ourselves about super injunctions.
1: Okay, well, that's, you know, that's a fair point to make. And we'll, we'll, we'll just not name him then. Um, so, but John Hemming did. Um, and that kind of made a whole mockery of um, the whole, the, the point in law is that, um, and also social media makes it really difficult. Because if you've, if you've got someone who is, has a, granted a super injunction, but it's just being widely bandied about online... Um, it kind of makes a mockery of that. And I think that's what John Hemming was really doing, was basically saying, it's ridiculous that um, this particular footballer is targeting users on Twitter for having a bit of a gossip as to who it might be.
0: So they were discussing in Parliament if he can sue these people?
1: He, I think John Hemming was, was essentially raised a point of order about, I don't think it was a discussion. It generally, he was just raising a particular point about how Um, He felt it was wrong that this footballer was then targeting people having a gossip um, about who it might be, because it's kind of a similar thing, isn't it? If you're gossiping down the pub, you wouldn't expect someone to come in and sue you for having that gossip, but just because they were doing it online... um, about rumours as to who it would be. Um, John Hemming was sort of uh, making that point that it's all a bit ridiculous and that footballer shouldn't be throwing his weight around threatening people um, online. And
0: I think you've also got to have a little bit of self-awareness of going, like you said before, it's like you do, if you're doing the crime, you've got to do the time. It's going, you had an effect. You don't get to take the moral high ground. Like, you've put yourself in this position and people are going to chit-chat on Twitter, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and, it, and it's like, it if it's it's true, one, that's one thing, yeah. <laughs> you're not that great. And, you know, I respect his family. I don't respect him, which is why I am don't want to say it now. But at the same time, I do think you've got a bit of a cheek to go after people on Twitter that gossip about celebrities and yeah. do you know for me, I would if it wasn't true, I'd be like, oh, fuck them, I wouldn't be going after people. If someone turned around to me, you know, say it came out in the press, oh, yeah. which for example, I would absolutely love. <laughs> do you know to be like, I don't know, this is not true, I'm just putting this out there now, but This it's not <laughs> true. But say it was like Stephen Bailey's having an affair with Russell Tovey. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't go after anything. If anything I'd bask in the fact that anyone thought me and Russell would ever be together. And then if it was true, do you know what I'd do to distract from it?
1: The exact same thing. Right. Gotcha. And yeah, I see. It, that
0: seems to make more sense.
1: Yeah, it's... um, uh, Yeah, people sort of shouting loudest. If you're shouting loudest about it, you're kind of showing your, your guilt, you know. If you just kept quiet and didn't say anything about it. Um, John Hemming wouldn't have named him in, um, in Parliament about it. So then the press was able to report on it because the press then was able to say... Um, in Parliament, John Hemming said that Blob was the footballer in this particular super injunction case. And that's where it all kind of, that's where the law is kind of made an ass, really, is that um, if that can happen under parliamentary privilege. And it's happened again. Later in a few years, a few years later down the line, there was a different case. Um, This time it was, um, and again, I won't, if you don't want me to name them, I won't. I won't name who it was, but it was the um, individual who owned a, um, a high street store, and there are allegations about how, um, following the Me Too movement, that he had entered into non-disclosure agreements with um, females about um, alleged sexual harassment uh, within by him towards them, and it came out that were that this was going to be reported upon and he applied for a super injunction and got it that it shouldn't be discussed about. And then in Parliament again, um Peter Hain, um a Labour Labour MP, um uh named this individual to say that he was the subject of these um non disclosure um agreements. So again and that led to a, a sort of change in a change in the law um with regards to these non-disclosure agreements because um it's the the sort of purpose at the original purpose or sort of original um boundaries of it was that you couldn't basically you're signing this you can't talk to anyone about anything that may have happened um but following that it the sort of guidance on these non-disclosure agreements was reviewed and it was that you should be allowed to um you not talk about things, but that shouldn't prevent you from sort of reporting a crime or which sexual harassment would be or from um, blowing the whistle on sort of dodgy behaviour. So it's very clear now that those are a couple of exemptions and a non-disclosure agreement. See, this is what is I find hugely problematic
0: about super injunctions is... This isn't an everyday person issue. This is a rich person issue. And it's a way of going, I'm a bad person. In the examples we've used, it seems to be men. I'm a bad person. And I can get away with doing something bad because I'll just pay for this super injunction so no one ever can talk about it. And my reputation doesn't get damaged. So I can keep on living my best life, being rich and treating people like shit. Is that the education I'm leaving here with today of super injunctions.
1: I think it is, yeah. I think it is, Stephen. I think it's right that... So how do we change the
0: law that super can't exist? I don't think they should exist... Maybe that, you know, the Imogen Thomas example, you know, that's about an affair, maybe that. But it's like, you. well, I guess you just said the law's been changed about those, where it's like, just because you've got a super injunction doesn't mean someone can't report a crime.
1: Yeah, but, but I think it's looking at the circumstances at the time and that, like, certainly that society was that. oh, no, with the second example, was that that could, shouldn't be allowed. But it's a, it's a balancing act in, in the in the circumstances. But what I'm learning
0: so far, which I'm really not liking and regret almost starting this show, is is so far with with three eps in and it just seems to be rich people can get away whatever they want because they've got the money to pay for all these loopholes
1: it does seem to be that if you've got the means you can hire the best people to help you circumnavigate um the law and it's it isn't fair
0: It's like in that Sky Atlantic show, The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant, where Donald Sutherland is really, really rich and he pays for the best lawyers for Hugh Grant, who was accused of murdering someone. And so this lawyer that he paid for was, you know, because she'd been paid so much, she didn't really give a shit about the details. She just wanted to get him off. And ultimately, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, switch off now, switch off now. If you've not watched it, switch off now. Hugh Grant did do it. Oh, but he didn't get off, did he, because of that? He got off because he escaped. He. Oh, he got off because he was able to be out because someone put down a lot of bail money. That is the issue. If you've got the money for bail, you don't have to sit in prison, go and live your life and have a chance to escape.
1: Bitch, what is happening with the law, Rich? I don't like it. I mean, I mean that was in America, where. Um, but you, you raise a good point about about bail money. If you've not got bail money, you're sitting in jail. But if Hugh Grant what was it like a million pounds, That's a million dollars? It's more than that,
0: right? Well, we'll leave bail for another time. We'll do an episode on bail, right, Rich? Write down right now. We're going to do an episode, so you need to find a good one where there was like a bail thing. Okay. Um, but for now, thank you again for listening and tuning next time for more order in the bedroom bye bye